today, yeah, we're going to indulge ourselves in Australia and and surrounds, I should say. We're heading to Tasmania. They always have plenty of good things going on over the winter. We'll find out a few things about Western Australia and we may even head to the deep south. We are talking travel, Sally Lucas and I. Sally, uh, with Tasmania, it's always such a delight to visit. It is, and any time of the year, really, Jane. I mean, we all say, oh, it's going to be cold there in, you know, June, July, August, but it can be just as cold in November. So really, don't let winter put you off going down to Tassie. You just dress appropriately, of course. And they know how to warm their houses or their buildings. Well, they certainly do. And um, But they also have a lot of festivals. And we mentioned one last week, I know, called the Dark Mofo, which Mona runs, and it began in 2013. So they have lots of different, you know, edgy, dark festivals and art things happening, of course. and But other than that, they've other, got other things happening as well. Um, the Dark Mofo actually um, is the 16th to the 22nd of June. Then they've got the Festival of Voices, which is interesting, and that's from the 30th of June to the 11th of July. And you have concerts there by choirs, including the Tasmanian Symphony Orchestra Chorus, and they're doing a cabaret show that salutes trailblazing female singers of the 60s. Oh, So yes. that could be interesting. Yeah. And then Bridport, they have... A scallop fiesta, which of course Tassie is famous for its <laughs> scallops and its scallop pies, which some people like or not, as depending on what you prefer. Um, now that's on August the first with cooking demonstrations, food stalls, etc. at Bridport. They've also got on the eighth of August a chocolate winterfest in La Trobe, which is only ten minutes from Devonport. So that's all thing wickedly chocolate and delicious and sugary. Um, then you've also got the Huon Valley Midwinter. Midwinter Fest, and that's run by the cider makers called Willie Smith. Mm-hmm. And they're having a midwinter for just one day and one night only on the 17th of July. And then you've also got on the 7th and 8th of August the Tasmanian Wine Festival, which is in the Tamar Valley through to the Huon Valley right throughout. And then also, for those who may prefer another little tipple, you've got Tasmanian Whiskey Week which is uh, you have a wee dram from the 9th to the 15th of August um, tasting some of the world's best whiskies. Of course, they say they have the best whisky because of the purity of the water in Tasmania that makes these wonderful things. And, of course, they've got gin distilleries, etc. as well. And also, I know probably at the moment we can't drive through Victoria because of the week's lockdown, but when you can again... They've also this year, um, the Spirit of Tasmania has put on some extra night sailings in July and August. Uh, so that will help you get down there if you want to do a driving holiday, which is a lovely way to see Tassie anyway. It's by taking your own car. I think it's an excellent way of doing it. Yes, comfortable and you don't have to totally unpack. <laughs> no, well, we certainly don't. And, you know, we have the car fridge in the back and the whole box and dice so we can get some cheeses along the way and a little bit of wine or whatever you're wanting. So, yeah, no, it's it's a lovely place you do to visit. You have to watch what you take in though don't you fruit yes yes yeah, same yes but we can bring the cheeses back here like that's all yes. okay so that's yes. that's all, yes, all good. Are... Mm, good now here's just something just a little bit of a laugh to have a mm. japanese town builds a giant squid to lure so sorry about the pun tourists <laughs> luring tourists okay <laughs> so they're saying we might have the big banana and the big merino and all those big prawns and cassowaries and whatever 
but now would you like to see a big squid? But you'll have to wait till the borders open, of course, and then you travel to this place called Noto in Japan, which is a seaside town in the Ishikawa prefecture on uh, Japan's central west coast. And it's been hit, of course, by a significant drop in tourists. So it reportedly is using 25 million yen or 296,000 roughly Australian dollars from COVID-19 relief grants to build this giant squid statue as part of a long-term plan to lure tourists back. So isn't that really interesting? So this huge squid, it just, I've got a picture of it here. If you want to just Google it and have a look, I think it's quite remarkable. The giant squid. I dare say some of their restaurants would serve uh, the meat from the I'm sure they would and I'd say it must be famous on that seaside town as a fishing village more than likely and one that probably specialises in squid or cuttlefish or whatever. To a new RFM's Talking Travel, Sally Lucas, we can head over to probably almost as far as you can get (laughs) from Tasmania. Yes, from the sort of the far south to the far west. Um, Just talking about some of the wonderful things you can do in WA and mainly at the moment I'm talking more of the northern part of WA. So, for example, you can witness the staircase to the moon, which we almost had the other day with our moon, if you saw the reflection on the water. Um, So between March and October each year when the conditions are just right, you get that natural spectacle, of course, where the moon looks like it's got a stairway as it shines on the water and it's called the stairway to the moon, which is a natural phenomenon. So, yes, you can get good views of that um, even at other places along the coastline too, if you happen to be driving or travelling at Onslow, Dampier, etc., Port Hedland. So not not just Broome, but... Room is where it's been more famous or well-known for. And don't forget, you can also swim with the whale sharks at Ningaloo Reef. Um, usually, again, that's more so in our winter months is when they're, they're there. And also you can swim with the manta rays all year round in Coral Bay uh, as well. So that's interesting to do is around the Exmouth area also. And I just sort of mentioned this, the horizontal falls, they are a phenomenon of nature. If no one's ever seen them, they probably think, how can you have horizontal falls? Well, yes, it does pose questions. It does. Well, David Attenborough described it as one of the greatest natural wonders of the world. And it's a natural phenomenon caused by the powerful tides along that Kimberley coast. So it's in remote Talbot Bay. And these fast moving tidal currents get forced between two narrow gaps in the McClarty Range, which create these rapid formations and appearances of water waterfalls as if they've been turned on their side. And if you're going up that way, if you happen to be on a, a vessel doing a cruise, you know, they give you that option of going through it, of course, in a zodiac, which is quite an experience in itself. But you can also do seaplane um, excursions to there if you wanted to out of Broome as well, if you're not going on a cruise. Can you drive there? And you can drive there, of course. Um, now, also don't forget in Broome, going back to Broome, it's got quite an eclectic scene there because of its multicultural past. So you've got all sorts of flavours in the cuisine, ranging from Chinese, Japanese, Malay, Indonesian, all sorts. And of course, you've got some lovely little restaurants there as well. And you've got the famous Matzo's Brewery, which makes all its own beer, all sorts of beers with chilli and all sorts of things in them. Um, And then apparently uh, there's a new exciting pop-up opened, or has opened, should I say, this month um, at the old zookeeper's store. It's a 
Sydney Cove Oyster Bar is bringing its uh, signature menu and style to, uh, over there to Cable, Cable Beach, of course. And then you've also got the uh, the Hootchery Distillery and their choice of rums. Um, in Kalinari, you've got the Pump House Restaurant and the Sandalwood Cafe and Carafa's Northwest Brewing Co. So you've got lots of things happening up in that northwest region. So don't forget that there's just so much you can do in and around from Exmouth all the way up to Broome. And next week we might talk a bit more about the, the bungles in that area in Kununurra. So we'll try and include a little bit of Western Australia each week. Um, now, just again, going even further south, Jane. Still in Western Australia? No. no. Even further. Across the ditch initially. So you, now that we can go across the ditch, what's happening is Ponant has got a range of cruises they're doing down uh, into the Antarctic to the Ross Sea and the sub-Antarctic islands. So even though we can't go via South America to get to the Antarctic Peninsula, we can now because we can go to New Zealand and you sail out of Dunedin. And they're also doing a range of lovely shorter cruises like between Auckland and Dunedin or one of the South Island or etc. So you've got these, there's two departures doing this Antarctic one. It's 21 nights, so it's quite, you know, a lengthy cruise in January, February next year. And they're also just doing one of the sub-Antarctic islands as well. So if you've ever yearned to still get across to the Antarctic, you're going to see Mawson's Hut, you know, where Scott and Shackleton are famous. It's It'll be quite a historic voyage, significantly historic. And you're going to see around the sub-Antarctic some absolutely unique and rare flora and fauna as well. As, of course, being down in the Antarctic, home to the most, one of the largest um, uh, colonies of Adelie penguins. And, of course, you've got your whales and you've got your dolphins and you've got ah, just and beautiful white landscape of course as well so just keep that in mind that's available I do think penguins when you see them they actually look like a toy they're just so beautiful (laughs) toys are so accurate (laughs) and when they swim you know it's funny how they call them porpoising penguins because they sort of dive through the water like like a porpoise or a dolphin does. It's quite remarkable. And yet on land they look so clumsy as if they've been wound up, as you say, and they rock from side to side on their little feet as they walk. And they always walk unified, like you've got to walk in the one direction. You can't have one penguin going against it or, you know, you'd be absolutely kicked out. And so they're, they're really pedantic about they follow each other. It's, it's really quite sweet. We are talking travel and it's time to look at hot deals in the current travel marketplace, Sally Lucas. What have you got for us? Okay, well, we were talking about the uh, sub-Antarctic and the Antarctic and New Zealand cruising and what Ponant does, they have... Uh, what they call book early and save up to 30%. So it just depends. They have so many cabins and then it might go down to 25%. Then, you know, they graduate it down. So depending on how quickly the cabins sell, the earlier you get in, the larger the discount you receive. And also what they do, if you're a first traveller with them, they give you $800 off your first voyage as well. So that's worth considering. And as I mentioned to you, this one to the New Zealand, um, to the New Zealand, from New Zealand to the Antarctic and sub-Antarctic is in January. January and February next year. There's two dates. And the uh, sub-Antarctic island expedition only is uh, two dates in December this year and two dates in December next year. And they've got various other, as I mentioned, um, tours of, or other cruises around New Zealand, both the North and the South Island. But I just thought I'd mention one other one. It's called the New Zealand Mosaic. And it is actually going from Dunedin to Akaroa, Picton, Wellington, Napier, Tauranga and Auckland. So it's just a lovely little coastal run going, as they said, it's a mosaic showing you, I guess, highlighting some of the nice places of New Zealand. Now, also, um, Intrepid have got 10% off 
Queensland holiday is a whole range, like everything you can imagine from adventure-based to etc. So depending on what you want to do, the offer earn ends on the 30th of June. Um, you know, whether you're going to the Sundays, whether you're going out to Fraser Island or whatever, they've got flexible payment options and just $99 deposits as well. Plus they can earn frequent flyer points as well. So that's something to consider. Um, and Club Med, they're sort of getting out early. I know our borders aren't open yet, but they're hoping that they will be for next year. So from now on, you can rebook, uh, if you had already booked a Club Med holiday, you can rebook for 2022, still transfer your credit, and they also have an early bird offer as well. You can save up to 30% on a range of resorts as well to keep that in mind. And as I said, you can rebook your 2022 holidays now at the 2021 prices. Now that's valid for travel from May to October 2022 to a various range of resorts, Jane, um, in Indonesia, Thailand, Malaysia, the Maldives and Japan. And Included in your package always with Club Med is obviously your accommodation. You get your gourmet dining, three meals a day and all day snacking, open bar from cocktails to soft drinks, a whole lot. They have childcare or kids clubs at most of their clubs, depending on some of them have them from toddlers all the way through. Some might start, you know, at older, that varies. Sports and activities, of course, and they have relaxation uh, classes, of course, like yoga, etc. and always have their wonderful shows of an evening that the staff put on, which are excellent, uh, and free Wi-Fi. And also they even throw in now travel insurance as well. So you've got that flexibility again of if you're thinking of travelling next year and hoping that we all have our borders open so that we can but yes something to look forward to excellent thank you sally lucas thank you jane we will talk travel again next friday thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle you'll find them all at 2nurfm.com